Good morning, everyone. Last week, Pastor Andrew kicked off our series with an overview of Hebrews 11 and unpacked how the Bible defines faith. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the convictions of things unseen. And this type of faith leads us to say, God, I am all in. I'm all in. Whatever you want me to do, wherever you want me to go, because of my confidence in you, I'm all in. Faith leads to action. It leads to risk, to to sacrifice. But before we jump straight into action, I believe that God wants us to stop for a second and wait. Before we get to the doing, God wants us to embrace the being. Before we hurry to run the race, God wants us to learn to walk with him. And today we are going to look at the life of a man who dedicated his entire life to walking intimately with God. We're going to talk about Enoch. Now, there aren't many verses in the Bible that talk about Enoch's life. But the few that are there say a lot about what his life was really about. And this life earned him a spot in the Hebrews heroes of faith. So let's go all the way back to Genesis chapter 5. Now, Genesis chapter 5 basically lays out a genealogy of the descendants of Adam through the line of Seth. So Adam had his two sons, Cain and Abel, and then later on he had a third named Seth. So this genealogy stretches from Adam to Noah and Noah's sons through Seth's family line. So read it with me, starting in verse 21. It says this, When Enoch had lived 65 years, he fathered Methuselah. Enoch walked with God after he fathered Methuselah 300 years and had other sons and daughters. Thus all the days of Enoch were 365 years. Enoch walked with God and he was not, for God took him. So just a little bit more background. Enoch was the seventh from Adam, if you count it. And if you look at the genealogy, you see a pattern. And I'm not going to read all those verses now. I encourage you uh, on your own time, go ahead and read those verses. But I just want to summarize. It goes a little something like this. Adam lived 930 years and then he died. Seth lived 912 years and then he died. Enosh lived 905 years and then he died. Kenan, 910 years and then he died. Mahalalel, 825 years Then he died. And finally, Jared, 962 years, and then he died. Did you catch the pattern? Okay, the the, the pattern is in the repetition and the emphasis that these men lived and then they died. But that's pretty normal, right? Okay, but then something weird happens. When you get to Enoch, something changes. I'm going to read it again. It says, Enoch walked with God after he fathered Methuselah 300 years and had other sons and daughters. Thus all the days of Enoch were 365 years. And wait for it. Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Okay, did you catch that? Enoch, Enoch did not die. <laughs> he did not face death like normal people do, like the generations before and after him. And he's one of the two people in the Bible who didn't die. Elijah being the other one who was taken up in a chariot of fire. 
Now, for every human being on the planet, the natural order is that you die first and then eternity begins. But for Enoch, for Enoch, who God enjoyed so much, he's the first human being who God makes an exception for. I mean, imagine God saying to a person, you know, everyone else needs to pass through death. But for you, for you, I have something extra special planned. Amazing, right? But why Enoch? Clearly, God did not do this for just anyone. There was something about Enoch's life that led to his glorious entrance into heaven. And the text emphasizes this by stating it not one, but two times. Are you ready? Are you ready for the answer? Okay, here it is. It says, Enoch walked with God. Enoch walked with God. For 300 years, Enoch and God walked together. For 300 years, they lived life in unbroken, intimate communion. Enoch pressed into God. He sought after him with everything that he had. His heart's desire was for God to consume his entire life. And you know what? Because of Enoch's faith, God gave it to him. Because of his intimate walk with God, God allowed Enoch to bypass death to receive the blessing of enjoying his presence forever. Can you imagine having that type of relationship with God? It's, it's kind of like this. I, I want you all to just take a second and, and picture your best friend. It could, it could be a spouse, a family member, classmate, church friend, wh- whoever it is. Just think of that person. And now think of your relationship. What, what do you do together? How often do you, do you talk? Do you see each other? How well do you know things about each other? For me, my best friend is my older sister. Um, and it started when I was, was young. Uh, I would follow her around everywhere. I mean, I always wanted to match clothes. I wanted to do the exact same activities that she did. And she was my favorite person in the whole world. And all I wanted to do was to be with her all the time. Now, let me say that was Definitely not true on her end. Um, I was definitely not her favorite person. And she actually found me to be quite annoying. Um, But over time, as we got older, this relationship, this, this friendship began to form. And we got closer. And we got stronger. And there was even a period of time in my life where we would talk on the phone every single day, if not more than that. We were so close and we knew each other so well. It it was kind of like if we were ever in the same room together and one of us just made eye contact with the other, we'd both immediately know what the other person was thinking. We just imagine having that type of relationship with the God of the universe, having that type of closeness with the God who is so mighty and so holy and so awesome and enjoying his presence forever. Isn't that amazing? Now, how did Enoch do that? How was Enoch able to develop such an intimate relationship with God? Well, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you Enoch's big, juicy secret. 
Okay, here's the big idea. Enoch knew that God was always the better choice. God is always the better choice. And I want you to remember that today. God is always the better choice. Okay, let's keep going. Let's finally get to our text for today. Hebrews 11, 5 to 6. It says this. By faith, Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death. And he was not found because God had taken him. Now, before he was taken, he was commended as having pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Okay, so let's put that all together. I mean, from what we learned in Genesis 5, And now in Hebrews 11, we see that Enoch walked with God. And we also see that Enoch was commended as having pleased God. Therefore, you put the two together. Walking with God in faith pleases God. It makes him so happy. So the question now is, how do we we even begin to do that? Well, the text gives us three things of what it means to walk with God. And we're going to unpack each of these things, but I'm going to state them right here. Number one, walking with God means believing in God. Number two, it means seeking after God. And number three, it means drawing near to God. And it says each of these things are impossible to do without faith. Okay, let's let's go to number one. Number one is believing in God. Okay, verse six says, must believe that he exists. Other translations say that we must believe that he is. In order to walk with God, we must believe, like Enoch did, that God is who he is. The God who is Yahweh, the great I am, the Lord of all creation, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. There is no other way to walk with God but by putting your trust in him and believing that he is who he says he is and that he will do what he promises to do. Now for you and me today, there is no walking with God through any other name than the name of Jesus. You cannot walk with God without knowing and accepting Jesus Christ. As it says in John chapter 14, it says, believe in God Believe also in me. And then in verse 6, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now, yes, this belief in God happens the moment that you put your faith in Christ as Lord and Savior. But what we often forget is that walking with God is not just one moment. Walking with God is an ongoing, lifelong process. I mean, that's why we call it walking, right? It's a lifestyle. Believing who God is and trusting in his promises is an exercise of faith every single day of our lives. According to the author of Hebrews, walking with God like Enoch did really, really is a faith issue. I mean, choosing to spend time with him is a matter of your belief. I mean, think about it. God, the the Lord of the entire universe, the most beautiful, 
most magnificent person in the world, filled with awe and wonder, that God loves you. That God knows everything about you and he accepts you completely. And that God, that God wants to spend his time with you. He wants to give you his undivided attention. I mean, we would be absolutely out of our minds if we said no to that, right? Like who says no to a God like that? If we truly believe that he is all of those things, wouldn't we want to spend all of our time with him? Isn't he worthy of all of our attention, all of our devotion? See, Enoch got it. Enoch believed in God and his entire life reflected it. He spent so much time with God because he knew that it was the best use of his time, that that being with God was sweeter and greater and more superior than anything else in this world. Enoch had faith that God was the better choice, that God is always the better choice. Okay, let's move on to number two. Number two was seeking after God. And the text says, that he rewards those who seek him, those who seek him. Okay, how is this different from believing? Well, seeking implies that you're, you're looking for something. You're actively searching. I mean, imagine it like this. Imagine like an like a Easter egg hunt, right? The, the eggs are hidden and you have to go and find them. And obviously for young kids, I mean, they don't really hide them. They're mostly in plain sight. Um, but as you get older they start making it harder and harder for you. And you really have to search and you have to navigate through the illusions and the distractions to find what you're looking for. Searching for eggs in an Easter egg hunt is a lot like seeking after God in this world. You have to look through the distractions, through the obstacles. You have to be intentional. You have to focus on the prize or else the distractions of the world will lead you astray. I mean, do you think that Enoch lived in a bubble, in a, in a stress-free world, that, that he walked with God because it wasn't that hard back then or because he didn't have anything better to do? No. Enoch was a human being just like you and me. It says he was a father. He had a family. He had kids to take care of. He had responsibilities. And on top of that, Enoch was living during a period of time where the world was up in flames. In the the genealogy in Genesis 5, we see that it stops with Noah's sons. Well, why did it stop? Well, it stopped because of the flood. Well, why did the flood happen? Well, the text says this. It says, because the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord regretted that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him to his heart. Enoch was living in a time where the world was full of wickedness and sin and evil all around him. I mean, even within his own family members. And yet Enoch still chose God. He faithfully sought after God's presence. He single-mindedly devoted himself to the will of God and not the ways of the world. I mean, Enoch really had to fight, 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 fight for his relationship with God. 
a few weeks ago, I was in um, my quiet time and I was journaling and, and God kind of just stopped me right in the middle of it. Then he painted this picture in my mind that I will never forget. Imagine it like this. Imagine every day you and God have an appointment. You and God have a scheduled time to go on a walk. And every morning he comes to your front door. And in the beginning, it's great. You, you go on your walk, you talk, you laugh. And the time together is rich and filled with joy and excitement. And, and this goes on for a period of time. But then life starts to get a little busier. And you've got so much to do and, and work starts piling up. And, and maybe one day you just forget. And God comes excited to spend the day with you. But you never open the door. The next day, it's not work, but it's, it's family obligations. And God shows up again, excited and ready to go on your daily walk. And this time you don't forget. But maybe you think, you know, it's fine. God will understand this one time. Then the next day, it's, it's a final paper. It's an exam that's causing you stress. And, and then the same thing happens again. Each day, something comes up whether it's obligations or worries or sins or worldly pursuits. And yet each day God still comes. Now at this point, I'm, I'm sitting in my room just weeping uncontrollably. I was a mess, <laughs> but don't get me wrong. I wasn't crying because I was feeling guilty or ashamed though. Yes, of course there was an element of that. I was crying because of him. I was crying because he kept on coming back to my doorstep day after day to be with me, even though I had not made time for him. He was showing me that even after I did not choose him, he still chose me. And that when I did not show up, he never ceased to show up. Seeking after God in this world will require you to fight for it. It will not be easy and we will mess up. But when you do, when you seek him, you will come face to face with the beautiful, wonderful, sweet grace of God. You will see him who is so faithful and tender and patient and gracious. And you will know that God is always the better choice. He is always the better choice. All right, the last, the last one, number three, drawing near to God. The last thing we see in verse six, it says, for whoever would draw near to God. Enoch drew near to God. He drew near. It's like in James 4, 8, when it says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. The image of drawing near to someone shows closeness. There's this close proximity between the two. There's relationship, there's friendship, there's, there's trust. And when you walk with someone, you stand next to them. You talk with them, you listen, you laugh, you share your hearts. And the more time you spend together, the more you get to know each other more deeply and more intimately. You see, there's a difference between knowing about God and knowing God. 
I'm going to say that again. There's a difference between knowing about God and knowing God. Between being able to list out facts about him and actually experiencing those things for yourself. The former will get you a bunch of head knowledge, but the latter will lead to intimate fellowship and deep friendship with God. And that only happens when you spend time with him, when you experience his presence, and when you choose to walk in faith, to believe, to seek after, and to draw near to him. So where does this leave us? Clearly, walking with God is hard. It, it requires faith, uh, risk, sacrifice, and obedience. But here's the awesome part. Enoch was not some super human, super godly, super holy, out-of-your-league guy. I mean, he was a regular person. He was a regular person who loved the Lord and chose to live by faith. And the same intimate relationship that God had with Enoch, he desires to have with us too. Shelter in place is such a unique time for all of us. In a a sense, life has slowed down and God is helping to remove some of those distractions. And I just want to encourage you, don't waste it. Use this time to rekindle your friendship with God. Make that a priority. Get to know him intimately. Read his word, pray. Simply enjoy being in the presence of God. Okay, you might be thinking, Caitlin, I know I should do this, but what if I'm not motivated? Why is this worth it? Why should we do this? Well, if we go back to the text, it gives us two simple reasons. Number one, why? Because it pleases God. And number two, because God rewards those who seek him. God rewards those who seek him. Earlier this year, I found out that uh, that a friend's dad had passed away. And I remember that morning very clearly. I was sitting at this very desk and I had just reluctantly opened up my Bible due quiet time. To be honest, I was in a weird place, maybe a, a dry place spiritually. I was, I was tired and, and busy with work and school and all of these responsibilities that were piling up. And honestly, spending time with God became more like a thing I had to do than not a thing I wanted to do. But when I received the news from my friend, something happened to me. And I immediately began to cry. Now, I didn't know this man. I didn't know the dad. Never met him personally. But one thing I knew was that he was a believer. And he had chosen to put his faith in Jesus. So while I was, I was heartbroken from my friend's loss, I also, I also just began to cry tears of joy. I mean, I started to imagine this person in heaven getting to finally be with God, getting to to see him and be so close and, and to know him and spend eternity with him. And, you know, for a split second, I was a little bit jealous. I thought to myself, wow, like he's so lucky. Wow, he gets to be with Jesus. And, and I started to pray to the Lord, God, I want that. 
I want to be with you too. I want to see your face, to know you, to be in your presence. Please, God, show me more of you, please. And at this point, I was sobbing and I was pleading desperately with God. And I will never forget, in the gentlest whisper, God said to me, Caitlin, my precious daughter, I am with you. I'm here and I want you to know me too. And in that moment, I felt so close to the Lord. It was like he was hugging me. And from that day on, I woke up every day feeling different. Feeling like I can't wait to spend time with God. I can't wait to open up the Bible and read his word. I can't wait to learn something new about him today. And the more I sought after him, the more he showed me who he was. The reality is every day we will be faced with distractions and obligations. Those things won't magically go away. I mean, I still get caught up in it too. But by choosing to walk with God, you're making a declaration in faith that God is always the better choice. And as a result, God looks upon you and says, with you, I am well pleased. And by his grace, he gives us the ultimate reward, the reward of himself. See, God desires intimate fellowship and deep friendship with us. He, he wants us to believe, to know that he is always the better choice. He wants us to seek after him, to draw near to him and to walk with him like Enoch did. And yes, this narrow path is hard and we won't get it right all the time. But God promises that his grace and his mercies are made new every morning. And every day he will show up at our doors because he loves us. So ask him, ask him to help you. Ask him to give you the faith to walk with him. Ask him to give you the strength to seek after him. And ask him to give you the desire to choose him every day and to know him intimately like a friend. Let's pray. Our gracious and heavenly Father, almighty God, Lord of all creation and faithful friend, we praise you for who you are. Lord, we are so in awe that you desire intimate relationship with us, that you sacrifice your own son so that we could be with you. Lord, help us. Help us to have faith, to walk like Enoch did, to seek after you and to choose you every day to know that you are always the better choice. And may these words be true in our lives, Lord, that one thing we ask and only this we seek, that we may dwell in the house of the Lord and gaze upon the beauty of the Lord all the days of our lives. We love you. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.